Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be Four, three, two. Hey everybody, it's day 56 and the topic of today is leave your gift at the altar. If y'all need a DJ, just hire me. We are back in the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew 5, 1 through 24 says this. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, Anyone who sets aside one of these, least of these commands, and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. 
First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. And that ends our reading for today. The topic for our consideration is leave your gift at the altar. Forgiveness is a tough cookie to bite into. In fact, when you really get down to the core of human hurt, you will always find that there is something to forgive and someone to forgive. It's the sting that keeps on stinging and the hurt that keeps on hurting. It enters in through an insensitive word, a selfish act or an unintentional deed. But whenever it comes, it's sure to stay for a while. So how do we handle it when it comes? What is our Christian response to offense? If it's bound to happen, how can I endure the pain and pass the test as a follower of Christ? The first step is to realize that we can't give unforgiveness a permanent key to the door of our hearts. It can visit, but eventually it has to go. Jesus commands us to admit it, confront it, and then forgive it. Admit it, confront it, and then forgive it. The hardest part is to forgive it, but everything we do, even the hard stuff, is for God's glory and for our good. When we obey, our response brings God's glory. Not only that, but it yields good harvest for us in return. When we fail to obey and when we resolve to do things on our own time and with our own process, it interferes with God's glory and sentences us to a self-induced prison. Jesus is the ultimate example of one who walks in forgiveness. In the final moments of his earthly life, he asks God to forgive the very people who were performing his execution. If Christ could forgive them, surely we can forgive others. But hear these words with fresh ears today. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus is innocent. Jesus is victimized. Yet Jesus is asking the Father to forgive those who are absolutely guilty of their actions toward him. What makes Jesus's prayer so powerful? Some might say that the location of his prayer is most powerful. He is literally on the cross and enduring real pain as his final days on earth are coming to an end. Others would point to the gall it takes to pray for God to forgive others when he could have been praying for God to destroy them. But what I think is unbelievable here is the mere fact that the people he forgave didn't even ask for it. And at that point, weren't even sorry. Are you sure you want to be like Jesus? Are you still committed to the hard work of worshiping in spirit and in truth? If so, it means following his example. It means following his instruction to walk in forgiveness. In the words of T.D. Jakes, forgiveness is letting it go. Letting what go? Letting resentment go. Letting bitterness go. Letting the desire for revenge go. Letting indignation go. Forgiveness is a radical act and an expression of grace. Like grace, it is unearned. Like grace, it is something we don't deserve. Forgiveness is me giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. Forgiveness is me giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. 
But our scripture for today takes forgiveness and offense to an entirely different level. All of my life, I read this scripture and misunderstood its instructions. I thought the scripture said, if you have an offense with someone, leave your gift at the altar and be reconciled. But that's not what it says. Great principle, not scripture. The scripture actually says, if you are at the altar offering your gift and remember that someone has something against you, leave your gift and be reconciled to them. In other words, in the words of Michelle Obama, when they go low, you go high. You are called to be the bigger person. You are called to make sure no one has an offense with you because God has handpicked you to represent him in a different way. So don't just think today about who has offended you. Think more exactly about the people who may have an offense against you. Has someone in your family become withdrawn? Has a colleague or a coworker misconstrued your actions? Is it possible that you have offended a close friend and God is putting that person on your heart right now? True worship cannot be fully received vertically. If we are unwilling to do the heart work and the hard work horizontally. In his book, The Peacemaking Pastor, Alfred Poirier says you will find two types of forgiveness, transactional forgiveness and unilateral forgiveness. Transactional forgiveness is when someone requests forgiveness and it is granted. In order for this to work, two separate parties must comply, the one asking for forgiveness and the one granting it. Once a request is made and the recipient agrees, a transaction is made. Whether the end result is I forgive you or the end result is I'll think about it, someone has requested forgiveness and someone else has granted or denied the request. Unilateral forgiveness, however, is when the offender does not request forgiveness, but we grant it anyway. Jesus forgives unilaterally when he asks God to forgive people who aren't even sorry, people who never say I messed up and people who are still, in fact, persecuting him in real time. But not only does Jesus forgive them once, Matthew 18, 21 tells us that he dispenses unconditional, unlimited forgiveness to those who do him wrong. This kind of forgiveness cannot happen by willpower. It can only happen because of God's presence in your life. Remember, what you do to others will be done to you. What goes around really does come around. You will reap what you sow. This is the same for forgiveness. What you do will affect others. So don't hold your heart hostage waiting for someone else to apologize to you. Don't hold your heart hostage waiting for someone else to apologize to you. Don't hold your heart hostage waiting for someone else to apologize to you. Some people are too ignorant to apologize. Some people are too arrogant to apologize, Lord Jesus. And some people are just too embarrassed to apologize. If you wait for them to come to their senses, you will never be free. You have the key to unlock the shackles from your own heart. The key is forgiveness. Forgiveness has neither an expiration date nor a statute of limitations. Forgiveness is not acting as if it never happened, but it is determining not to allow what happened to steal your joy. It is deciding not to bury yourself in a grave that no longer fits the person you've become. So today, make 
a list, check it twice, of anyone who comes to mind as you read this worship thought. Go to them, call them and ask them, have I offended you in any way? It is better to be safe than sorry. It is better for the people on your list to say, no, you haven't offended me than for you to not know where they stand. Listen, y'all, we're grown. We are not in high school anymore. Maybe some of you listening to this are in high school, but if you're listening to this, you're grown. You're mature. Life is too short to be unsure and uncertain today. Put your money where your mouth is. As they used to say when I was growing up, have the hard conversation with people so that you can have a clear conscience before God. So what is your worship work? Your worship work is to have a few hard conversations this week or this month and ask if there is unforgiveness lingering in the hearts of your loved ones. Apologize to someone who you may have offended. Get it right with them before you try to worship him. Let's pray. Reconciler of every irreconcilable difference, you are smarter than me. You hold the entire world in your hands. Before I was formed, you existed. Before I had an opinion, you existed. Therefore, I will follow your lead today. I will leave my gift at the altar and be reconciled with my brothers and sisters. For some of us, it is literally our brother or our sister. So from this moment forward, I am firing myself and hiring you. Take control, take the wheel, and give me a heart that forgives. I want a heart that forgives, a heart full of love, one with compassion just like yours above, one that overcomes evil, goodness and love, like it never happened, never holding a grudge. One a heart that forgives, that lives and lets live, one that keeps loving over and over again, one that men can offend because your word is within, one that loves without price like you, Lord Jesus Christ, one a heart that loves everybody, even my enemies. Want to love like you, be like you, just like you did. I want a heart that forgives. Want a heart that forgives when the ones that are closest that I've known the longest. Hurt me the most. I still want to love them just like you love me, even though I'm hurting. I want a heart that forgives when the pain is so deep, it's so hard to speak about it to anyone, just like your son. I give up. I want a heart that loves everybody, even my enemies. I want to love like and be like.
like you just like you did. I wanna walk like you talk like, just like you did. Wanna be like you, live like you, just like you Cause a heart that forgives is the heart that will live Totally free from the pain of the past And the heart that lets go is the heart that will know so much freedom Lord, I want to let it go hey, Hallelujah God, I need Hand it over, leave it there It's gonna be all 
And he knows all about it And he's got 